Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Dallas, Texas, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. And we are back with another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Making Lee Cantor here work straight through lunch. Lee and Stone with Business Radio X here. On behalf of our good friends at Training Pros, what a fantastic day it's been so far. We have really had some great conversations, haven't we? I know. It's been every guest that has been better than the previous one. That's right. And so we expect this gentleman to, to live up to that trend. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with a company called Dylan Listed, Empowered Here, Hired Here, Mr. Dylan Rafferty. How are you, man? Doing great. How are you? Doing well. I think that was really clever to name the company after yourself. I like that. Absolutely. Is it named <laughs> well, after you? That's an assumption. You don't know it's named after you. <laughs> That's right. We should have asked. <laughs> well, based on a vision, Dylan's vision, which is uh, my name, Dylan, but Dylan's vision is for everyone to sort of be included in a community that is accepting in the focus of employment and training for people with disabilities. So that's the mission and focus, is it? Yeah, well, yeah. It's Dylan Listed is a national multi-services company that is enabling all stakeholders in the community that focuses of increasing and inclusive employment and training opportunities. So that's our mission. So now what are some of the services that you, uh, you provide? So some of the services, and I, I'm going to split it up with two different things. When we talk about disabilities on the employer side, we're talking about accessibility to sensitivity training to awareness of how you communicate with those with disabilities, whether they are in the workplace or they're your customers, or how do people with disabilities communicate with those without disabilities? There's just a lot of barriers on the employer side. On the actual job seeker side, I try to communicate with those individuals on their skills, their interests, setting up goals for them, trying to give them the tools and the resources to be held accountable, taking ownership. And the reason is because of this is because individuals with disabilities currently here in Texas have limited number of resources. A we lot really of cases, do, right? Very limited compared to a lot of other states, right? Absolutely. Yes. So I'll give you a comparative difference. Florida, for example, has a variety of opportunities that are being given, not necessarily employment, but more so as access to services, mm -hmm. um, access to training material, access to events that are transparent, helping these individuals to prepare for their job search and they prepare for uh, the workplace. Same thing for employers. They have an abundance of resources to help them in partnership with communities, nonprofits, state organizations, federal agencies, as well as other employers that are embracing the idea of disability diversity. Here in Texas, with almost 3.5 million Texans with disabilities, it's very selective as of resources, selective communities, selective needs, not necessarily all-inclusive. But for those type of things, um, 
Delalistic's goal is to provide an abundance of resources through partnerships that is enabling different initiatives for different communities, while at the same time, his mission is to increase that rather than providing such limited opportunities. So now, what is more of a challenge for you to find more companies? Well, it's on both sides sides of the spectrum. I think employers, if you think about it, it's education. Mm -hmm. There's continuous education, understanding. It's a matter of if you really want to find talent, the biggest area for employers is retention. Sure. As far as retention goes. And turnover is costly. Exactly. I mean, it costs a ton. Absolutely. So, and then in addition to that, when they think of turnover and all that, they think of cost of accommodation for these individuals. Now, the fact is 75% of all people with disabilities do not need any accommodation. Now, if you do come across with those individuals that come, um, that have, uh, need some some type of accommodation, it costs you no more than $500 for one person. And just so you know, on top of that, you will get tax incentives for providing such accommodation. Uh, and that tax incentive is uh, no more than, I believe, $2,000. So you're covered there as far as uh, tax incentives and uh, value and benefit. But an average cost range is about $25 to $100 for accommodation. So some of the challenges for the employer, I would think, is they just, it's out of their comfort zone. They don't have experience in this. And and that's the the thing. I think when you think of comfort zone, you think of something that is easy, simple, that is not too complicated, not too stressful. And a lot of these companies already have employees in place that know these certain things that are express interest. It's just that we as in business owners, see, I'm a business owner. I like to hand off the skills to someone who knows what to, what they're doing. They understand it. They're willing to incorporate it. If I can just hand it off to that one person, particular HR or talent acquisition or someone who um, may necessarily know all the right answers and help educate the employer or the employer they work for mm-hmm. or the business owner on how to incorporate disability diversity on all levels, all fronts. But as far as people with disabilities in, inside companies, they are, as far as retention, they have a 99% success rate when incorporated successfully and gainfully employed at that work site. Right. Uh, so this is just, it's a false fear. There's no reason to not consider working with individuals with disabilities. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a perception. Right, but it's, it's not the reality. It's, it's not the reality per picture here. and But then again, it's somewhat, is it, is it, is a barrier because you, you come across situations that you're not normally used to. You're, you come across situations where you don't know what's the right answer. You're afraid to sometimes ask 
but you always go in and assume you're doing it. And then the answer may not always be the right answer. But your firm or a firm like yours can kind of be that intermediary that helps both sides kind of create matchmaking a really good uh, Absolutely. So we're not necessarily a job placement company today. The reason is we are that intermediary or lead sourcing agent that is incorporating communication within the employer by providing that placement opportunity, that education through partnerships of local communities, local uh, individuals with disabilities that could pair up successfully in that transition. Right. Uh, So that's who we are. That's what makes us different nationwide, but also that's what makes us different here in Texas, right? Niche here in Texas. Was it hard to get it off the ground? This 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 business at first, did people embrace it, or did you really? Well, you had a picture in your head where the need was, right? Well, you- yeah. So I have a disability myself. I have three different disabilities, while all of which they're slight to moderate disabilities. I have a neck mobility impairment where I'm not able to twist my neck. I have to rely on my body movement. I have hearing impairment, uh, deaf in the right ear, with the uh, hearing aid in the left ear course, nobody knows, but when you have glasses, you do have vision impairment. It limits your ability to do certain things. But those are slight compared to many individuals I come across with. So I'm going to give you an example. Um, In our community, Dallas-Fort Worth, there is 150,000 individuals that are blind. Wow. 30% of those individuals are currently employed but the other 70% are currently still looking for work. Now, for those in Dallas County, we have about 200,000 people looking for work that are disabilities. In Collin County, we have roughly about 60 to 80,000. Man, those are big numbers. At least they strike me as huge numbers. I have so no idea. So if you just look at it across the state of uh, Texas, we're talking a lot of people. Right. Now, those three and a half million Texans with disabilities, it's just based on what data shows. But in reality, a lot of people don't necessarily self-identify. So those numbers could hmm. be doubled. So if you think about, there's a huge need. Now, me as an individual, I've been grateful to have such a supportive family, uh, a supported background, very intellectual, very business focused. My father is a a self-made ice cream business owner uh, here in Texas, about 400 employees all across Texas. My mother, intellectual property lawyer, and my business partner, who is also a realtor in Miami, uh, and my brother, who is now going to be officially be a PhD uh, doctor in uh, po- international public policy at the University of Cambridge. So me, with being that business mindset. So you were surrounded by by these yes. successful people. I was, that, exactly. So, so it's very rare to find too right. from individuals with disabilities having that rare access. Usually you see people that are parents that just do it for their son and not necessarily having that son take that interest. Right. I come from a community that is uh, predominantly rich, but it's diversified. That's the city of Plano. With that community, I've graduated from... Uh, not necessarily, I was not necessarily happy when I graduated because I knew I had to start over. I was not necessarily challenged in school. So I had to start over in college. In college with that, I realized my peers were struggling as far as transition focus. Uh, 
we were not necessarily given the steps, the guidance, the tools to sort of succeed on our own. Mm -hmm. That's how I knew Dental Listed will help millions of individuals and their families, as well as other stakeholders in successfully transition, whether you're going to employment or helping successfully transition someone into the workplace. That's how Dental Estate all came about, is based on my experience, my peers, and my supportive background that has enabled me to start this up four years ago. And so by having a family that just expected you to be successful, kind of encouraged you to be successful? Well, it, it's not just mm-hmm. my family that it's sort of ex- expected or sometime in the near future mm-hmm. see that, but it was the surrounding peers. Every individual that I come across with knew that Dylan somehow, some way, it's going to change the world. We don't know. We don't know when. We just don't know when that spark will hit. That spark hit four years ago with uh, publishing a book and then finding my business, being a national public speaker, now writing three new books. Um, it just came to me. It's just I had to literally find myself first in order to see that spark and to implement that spark for everybody else. So once that spark was lit, yeah, it's just kind there's of no st- there's no going back. <laughs> no going back. <laughs> no stopping there. You right. hit your stride, but you still want to scale further. It sounds to me like you have ambitions well beyond what's been accomplished to date. So how are you going to channel that energy for I don't know, like the next three to five years? Have you got a what are you going to be focused on? You think? Well, three five years from now, I mean, the last four years there's been hurdles, and I want to go through that hurdles first before I go to that mission for the next three to five years. Those hurdles today, currently today, is today I'm a disability-owned business. I have a mother. I could do it as a women-owned business. But today, there's no classification of being a disability-owned business under being HUB certified or SBA or SBE to have that sort of uh, ability to support the governor government's uh, uh, in tra- contracts and so forth. Uh, with state agencies and federal agencies, they don't recognize this kind of business. Currently. Is that because there's not Is a it, lot of them? It's very rare. It's very disruptive. However, we're very we're enablers, we're navigators, we're connectors. We have a success rate currently of 99% based on giving them the tools to succeed and find employment and helping employers find the right talent. We don't do the job placement, but we give them the tools to go out and do it themselves mm-hmm. uh, compared to state agencies when their percentage of success rate is below 45%. Wow. But you're, you're on the Texas governor's committee on people with disabilities. Absolutely. So, so you're doing your job. You're getting this business up running. And oh, by the way, you're you're over there. To yeah, well, and we had our meetings this. in Arlington, Texas last week. Wow. And we talked about the foreseeable future as far as proposals on legislation. And I did send a proposal on legislation for disability-owned businesses. But for the next three to five years, uh, knowing those hurdles behind my head, uh, back and my head, and I'm thinking, how am I going to grow as a company? How am I going to grow for the foreseeable future? I see it through contract-based work partnerships that are delivering these initiatives that can bring in multiple revenue streams. But at the same time, I see it as creating events that are implementing 
educational events, seminars, award ceremonies, so forth, to gain community interaction, gain traction within the community. Do you have any events coming up? Yes. There's two, actually. So one is for employers uh, that will take place in June 24th. Uh, That's the Friday, June 24th in Plano, Texas. That is basically disability diversity in your 21st century workplace. That will be delivered by me along with my mother, intellectual property lawyer and business partner, that will talk about sort of a, a brief highlights including a work accessible workstation, what it will look like, how to implement it, and then including a networking reception that will communicate. These individuals or companies have the ability to communicate to those individuals with disabilities that are already looking for work. So that had that interaction phase as well. Um, But also on May 26, we are providing for those parents and those people with disabilities that are focused on careers, employment, education, and training development. We will be hosting at Hugs Cafe on May, Thursday, May 26 at 7 p.m. Just so you guys know, Hugs Cafe is the a store, retail business that is a restaurant that employs 100% of those individuals with disabilities in McKinney. Oh, wow. So those are oh, ones. that's there's great. A, yeah, so there's Highland Park, Howdy Homemade, as an ice cream shop that also employs those individuals with disabilities. Just a couple of uh, prime examples of businesses that are incorporating inclusion, disability inclusion in the workplace. The success that they're having is through the roofs. As far as delivering these initiatives, I'm always looking for new partners, new individuals, organizations, employers to work with to expand offerings uh, for other stakeholders, while at the same time providing input to them, developing initiatives inside those workplaces that may want to widen the gap of disability inclusion. Yeah, you are one busy man. you got a lot going on, but you're doing fantastic work. Absolutely. And Right now, we have identified 30 different types of partnerships, opportunities, with tech companies to consulting firms to HR firms to a couple of employers to the ice cream industry to nonprofits, individuals, including the federal level. We're actually flying to D.C. on May 16th, uh, where we will be meeting uh, at the White House, as well as national organizations couple of folks from the Department of Labor. All right. So where can our listeners go to learn more, maybe have a conversation with you or someone on your team about this and really explore this and give this uh, conversation the the diligence that it deserves because there's such opportunity here. What's the best way for them to get in touch? So there's a website, which is uh, Dylan, which is D-Y-L-A-N, listed L-I-S-T-E-D.com. You can also, uh, you have links to access on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Facebook is where I use most of my contacts. Um, if you follow me on at Dylan Rafferty on Facebook, you're going to see a lot of updates uh, that I post continuously. My friends list is almost being fully booked. Uh, so come, come find me fast and I'll <laughs> add you up. Uh, so, but you can always email me at uh, Dylan 
at dentallisted.com. You can phone me, get contact me for phone information. We can always schedule a time to meet, whether it's by phone, Skype, any type of uh, software to apps, uh, as well as uh, schedule a meeting here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. All right. Well, keep up the work, man. That's thank a, you. Keep up the great work. And uh, thanks so much for coming and well, chatting Well, thank, thank you. And I look forward in the near future to see if there's any type of educational session that we could provide on here, uh, depending on what your us- uh, your uh, users are looking for. I like um, it. I would be happy to provide that educational session uh, feedback for those listeners. All right. Well, we will make it happen. All right. We'll be back in a few from Dallas. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.